Welcome back, Richard. Once again, as always, it's good to see you. Here we go. Yeah, it's good to see you. Um, July. (laughs) What happens in July? (laughs) We're approaching the end of July. I think there's just one left. But um, we are going to sort of summarize the last couple of podcasts today Mm -hmm. because, um, you know, as we were kind of working to put together our our sequence of of podcasts that we were going to record, we... Are focusing a lot on opposition defiant disorder right now because mm-hmm. it feels as though, man, that seems to be coming up a lot in sessions with parents and um, right. talking to teachers and schools and stuff. And so, um, we're going to do a little bit of an overview of what we've talked about over the last couple of weeks, just to kind of make it succinct for folks who who need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when we um, so let's begin with what do we mean by oppositional and defiant? Um, it's just opposition to house rules, you know, parents establish these uh, routines and rules, and kids with oppositional defiant disorder um, oppose those. It's opposition to rules, to norms of acceptable behavior. They kind of struggle in school. Um, And and kids with oppositional defiant disorder tend to be irritable, and they have anger outbursts, they argue, uh, they disobey, they break the rules, they, they defy you. Um, to do anything about it. Um, and so it's usually directed at authority figures, right. parents and teachers, and certainly parents probably get the worst of it. So we're talking about this ODD sort of encapsulate anger, um, irritability, mm-hmm. defiance, um, rule breaking, um, that sort of stuff. Right. And, the, and there, there are these three core symptoms, which are anger and irritability, argumentative and defiant, and revenge seeking they're they're vindictive they want to get even when they feel that they've been wrong so there's three core symptoms but there are a lot of common characteristics and that's what we want to sort of talk about now yeah i I think that an important distinction and and this isn't real uh, you know like a diagnostic differentiation but just to way that you can think about it um oppositional defined disorder as you said a moment ago the, the the main "Quote unquote victims of, of what we would consider victims for opposition defiant disorder are typically the people in authority. Right. That is in contrast to like conduct disorder. With conduct disorder, typically the the victim is can be same age peers, can be strangers, can be um, you know just society uh, in general. A, a um, store, right? Mm-hmm. So so you know when you're talking about opposition defiant disorder, what we're talking about is behavior really specific, specifically targeted toward somebody in authority, right. usually somebody that the child knows. Um, mm-hmm. But but maybe more specifically, and you know, this kind of contributes to some of the issues that I know we have with the diagnosis of oppositional defiant disorder, is that it is in the very least perceived, if not intentionally, intentional behavior. Right. This is not the child forgetting what the rules are this is not the child forgetting to do their homework or forgetting that something they, they were supposed to do something this is um this the spirit of this diagnosis is that the, this defiant behavior is intentional um right. they are doing it willfully right and, and I, very I, different than what we see with most kids right yeah because forgetting to do your homework because you have ADHD is one thing. Refusing to do your homework 
because you want to be in control and you want to uh, you want to wrest control from the authority figure. That's very different. Right. Yeah. For having, you know, forgetting homework that was assigned at 830 this morning right. uh, and, and you didn't, you know, you have poor organizational skills and you so you didn't write it down. That's right. that's very different than refusing to do your homework. Here's yeah. your homework. And I'm it's very I'm different. Do it. right. It's very right. different than than lying when your parent says, do you have homework? And you just you you truly don't remember that there was something assigned at 830 that morning. Right. Um, that those are two very different things. And so when we're talking about oppositional defined disorder, we're talking about truly a, a small subset of students or children um, who are willfully and intentionally behaving in these oppositional and defiant ways. Right. And so as you said, you know, while there are those core three core symptoms, there are many common characteristics that we see in children with oppositional right. defiant disorder that, you know, extend um, beyond the typical behaviors that we see. So like we may, we may be generally expect the terrible twos, you know, temper tantrums and stuff like that around the age of two. But if your child is still having those temper tantrums by the time they're five or, or older, you're, you may be need to, needing to think about other things that could be going on other than just typical development. That's right. It's the normal before age five. Uh, but after age five, it could be a cause. Temper tantrums after age five could be a cause for concern. Right. Yeah. Ar arguing with adults, refusing to do what an adult asks. And again, this isn't the, you know, I told him to take the trash out and he didn't stop his video game and go play, go take the trash out. No, this is, hey, you need to take the trash out. No, <laughs> I'm not going to take the trash out or right. um, just simply ignoring you, you can't um, make me <laughs> right. So, so this is this is authentically refusing to do what you're asking them to do. That's right. Mm -hmm. um, questioning rules. You know, frequently these kids will argue with you, and we'll talk about that additionally this week and maybe a little next week. Um, when kids question the rules, it's okay to question them, but yeah. once you've given a reasonable explanation, at some point. You don't want to argue about the rules. There, right. there really is nothing to argue about. Um, but we're going to talk about that. That that's a kind of a slippery slope, and we right. we acknowledge that. Um, but these kids question everything. Why do I have to do it? Well, why doesn't she have to do it? Well, what about this and what about that? And they're always questioning the rules. This is an active process. Kids with ADHD typically don't do that. Say, okay, right. well, I'm not going to do it anyway. You know, and they forget. Okay, right. this is active refusal. Right. And and it, and I think that the important point here is, and it it is truly difficult to determine this um, just on the fly. But um, it, so it takes some analysis of looking, looking back at behavior over a period of time. But these kids actively want to argue with you. Mm -hmm. it, it's not just I'm questioning the rules. It's I want to argue and debate the rules with you with the hopes that you're going to change the rules, perhaps, but the goal is the argument. The exactly. goal isn't just, oh, I forgot. Why do I have to do that? Right. This this is very purposeful with with kids with opposition to find disorder, where that is the goal. The goal truly is just to argue. They just want to argue. They, they don't care if they, they want to win the argument, of course, but the main thing is they want to argue. They want to push back. Mm -hmm. Right. So they, yeah. they'll, they'll do things to intentionally annoy other people. And again, that word intentionally annoy others. 
kids with ADHD annoy other people, but that's because they're impulsive and they're playful. These kids, you know, we've had them in our offices where where we, and we talk to them and, and no, they, they acknowledge that they are, I do it because it makes them upset. I I make them upset. Right. So, so yeah. So there's all these characteristics that, that, that they bring, um, they bring to their parents and it feels many times parents react with, well, I'll show you who's, you know, you want to be in control. I'll show you who's in control. And you get into this adversarial relationship. You get into a power struggle. You're going to lose that. Okay. It is not the way to go. And every parent who's been there will tell you that no matter what I do, it doesn't work. I, I can punish, I can reward. It doesn't work. We know that. Um, these kids are going to require a different kind of parenting. It's one that most of us don't know anything about, but they are going to require a different kind of parenting. So the next section that we want to talk about is entitled Oppositional Defiant Disorder is a Vexing Problem with Few Solutions. Um, This is is not going to be easy to do. It's a different approach to parenting and one that many parents have a hard time accepting. Right. You're going but, to need you're, you're going to need help from a professional for the most part. You're, you're right. going to talk to somebody who who understands child development, who understands um, parenting and, and those dynamics. Unfortunately, there there is no medication for no. defined disorder. You know, parents oftentimes want, you know, just give me the pill that's going to to make this stop. Um, mm-hmm. but, but there's not one. And so so this is something that you have to do through your parenting. Um, many times, um, unfortunately, many times kids, these kids don't necessarily respond to individual therapy. Um, mm-hmm. because yeah. They don't like us any more than they like you. <laughs> and, and to be honest, right. And to be honest, if if their if their behavior is ha- getting their needs met, mm-hmm. you know, if, if hey, if, if I argue with her, Nine out of 10 times I get what I want, or even if it's five out of 10 times I get what I want, the kid's going to argue with you every time, right? right? So that's, right. so that's they're, they're okay. Typically, they're okay with the way things are. And so much of the change has to happen with the parent. Right. Yeah, I just had a moment of clarity there because we too are an authority figure. Yeah. And the last thing these kids want to do is to encounter somebody like us who might make them change or who might convince their parents to help them change. So they don't want to have anything to do with us. And typically what they do is after they leave our office, they'll talk to their parent. Parents say, well, how did that go? And say, oh, this is a waste of your, you're wasting your money. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a waste of time. Save your money. You know, it's no I'm not good. coming back again. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not coming back or if I, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to cooperate. That's who they are. Of course, that's what they're going to say. Right. But The other issue is we talk about intentionality. And there is a difference between the impulse and lack of inhibition of a kid with ADHD. And remember about 50 or 60% of kids with ADHD meet criteria for ODD. Um, But the thing about intentionality is yes, they want to, but it is still a skill deficit. What, And we have to remember that even with kids with oppositional defiant disorder, there are skills that they don't possess. So when we work with parents of children who have oppositional defiant disorder, what we're trying to accomplish 
is to convince the parents that, yes, it's intentional, but you still have to teach these kids that it still is a skill deficit. Right. Because on the one hand, we're saying, yeah, this child is different. This child is oppositional. This child is defiant because they lack certain skills. Right. And so it, so we still have to teach them the skills that they need. I, and I think that that terminology is so important. And, and I hope that people listening really hear that. Um, kids are oppositional and defiant because they have a skill deficit. Richard, how many times have you heard people say he's oppositional and defiant because he has ODD? <laughs> That's right. It's, right. It's using yeah, the right. it's using the 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 condition as the you know as the cause of the behavior that results in the condition, and it's it's a circular loop. And when you're when you're there, there there is no solution to that. That's right. Because what you're saying is is that the only reason he's oppositional is because he has oppositional defiant disorder, and mm-hmm. but for him to not have oppositional defiant disorder, he has to stop being oppositional. Being Stop being oppositional right. because he has oppositional. Right. So you you get into that loop and you can't stop. But if you look at it from the perspective of a skill deficit, mm-hmm. you say there are, there are things that are not working in your family, right? And we need to figure out how to make those things work. We need exactly. to improve communication skills because mm-hmm. the vast majority of these families do not communicate well, mm-hmm. they, especially from the parent to the child. Right. <clears throat> the parent talks to the child. Or at the child, at the not child. with the child. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to work on parenting skills. We have to work on communication skills, conflict resolution skills. We have all of these things that we have to work on because those are the roots of the skill deficit That's on right. both sides, the parent and the child. That's right. And many of these children who have oppositional defiant disorder have an underlying anxiety disorder. And what they're trying to do is control their world because right. they're anxious. You know, they're they're fearful, they're anxious, and they want to gain control of their world. So they fight you for control. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you deal with the anxiety, you know, where does the anxiety come from? But it still is a skill deficit. These right. kids need to learn anger management. Right. They need to learn conflict resolution. So there is much that parents can do. What parents can't do, what parents cannot do is they cannot punish these children into submission. Right. That's not going to work. That's typically what we think of when we think of parenting is I have to punish my child or reward my child. None of that's going to work with these kids. Right. But there's much that you can do in teaching these kids to develop the skills they need to manage the difficulties that they're encountering. Absolutely. And so what we encourage parents to do is there's a, a few and, I, and I'm going to say I'm going to use the word simple, but um, there's just a few things that if you mo- start moving in this direction, you're going to start seeing some improvement. And then again, you know, many times you you do have to work with a clinician to help you with some of these things. But mm-hmm. you have to be consistent with your consequences. We 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 said in a previous podcast, a couple um, a couple podcasts ago, we said you have to be persistent and consistent. The more variability there is in the way that you respond to your child, the more that behavior is going to continue. Right. Because if the kid think, I said this before, if the kid says, you know, forty percent of the time, four out of ten times, I get my way. Well, that those are decent odds. He's going to continue doing it. 
Right. So you That's have right. to be consistent with what you're saying and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And you have to keep things simple. Right. Um, that's why stop talking. You know, stop talking to these kids. Or, or they're going to—they're not hearing you. They're not listening to you, and it's going to get too complicated. And you're talking to them about what you want them to be like when they're 25. Well, you—when you're an adult, you're going to—they're not adults, right? They're 10. They're 11. They're 12. You deal with them at their age, and you have to keep it simple. The simpler, the better. Absolutely. And and you said a minute ago that, you know, with a lot of these situations, we have to teach the kid um, anger management skills, right? A lot of times we have to teach the parent anger management skills because it is critical. Parents, you have to stay calm. You Mm -hmm. can't, the more emotional you get, the more emotional they're going to get. The more angry you get, the more angry they're going to get. You, you have to stay calm Mm-hmm. And, and if you can't stay calm, walk away and deal with it. Once you're calm, you, you have to set you, you have to keep control because the more escalated you get, the more escalated they're going to get. Right. You know, we said one of the hallmarks, one of the characteristics of ODD is revenge seeking. Okay? Right. So even if if you're a parent and you overwhelm your child with anger or threats or screaming or hitting you overwhelm your child and the child retreats to her bedroom. She's still going to be seeking revenge. Right. You may have won the battle, but she's coming back. Yeah. She, by definition, she's going to seek revenge. They're, they're revenge seeking. They're going to get even. Right. So the battle, the war's not over. You may have right. won the battle. The war's not over. And right. she's going to get revenge. You may have won this round, but there's another round coming up. Which so is be- why it's, which is why it's so important to have that collaborative approach right. to working mm-hmm. with kids, because, you know, if, if they feel as though they have lost, then they're going to try to win the next. They're going to, they're going to, when you work, when you work collaboratively, right. then the child, you and the child are working together to come to solutions and, and consequences and what is the, what are the expectations and then it, it's not that you've won. It's that what we agreed upon is what's happening. It, there, there's not a you said this or you did that. Um, and, and we have to, you know, enjoy and celebrate times when it's successful. Um, right. when we When we successfully, you know, manage things um, and work with our kids um, and our kids make those decisions that we want them to make we have to celebrate those times and recognize it and not say great job you did what i asked you to do no it's you know hey thank you so much i really appreciate you taking the trash out you know tonight after i when i asked you to i i really appreciate that um you know parents will throw in those little jabs you know that wasn't so hard was it (laughs) You know, as soon as you throw those little things in there, Mm -hmm. oh, now that again, that just made it into a you won and I lost. Right. So Um, now I have to get even back. They're they're keeping score all the time. So don't don't create those those win lose situations. Uh, Absolutely. Um, So there 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 are a couple of articles. I don't know. uh, You you're you're going to include some of these in the show notes about you know, things that parents can do, um, specific things like one of them is treat, you have to treat the um, ADHD before you punish. I mean, 
you can't punish a child for something that she can't do. Right. If a child has ADHD and has no impulse control, you can't keep punishing for impulse control. You have to treat the impulse control. Right. If it's intentional, then you have to have some different kind of consequence. I just don't like the word punish. Right. You have to have consequences for intentional behavior, but you have to um, manage the um, involuntary deviance that these kids may have, whether it's anxiety or ADHD or some other prop learning problems, learning disabilities, reading disabilities. You got to treat all that stuff. Okay. And then what's left over, what you feel is really intentional, then we can have some consequences for that. Not punishments for that, right. but consequences for that. Right. And I think that some of the things that we typically think of as just good, healthy decisions are also important. You know, a lot of kids with oppositional defiant disorder, you know, are are oftentimes very sedentary, but yet they have a lot of energy. And so exercising um, right. and, and, you know, obviously, you know, good, um, you know, good sleep routines and good dietary routines and but and exercising. All of these are good just lifestyle things that, you know, truly do help um, is part of that um, routine, you know, having yeah. good established routines that are consistent. Um, you know, if you go out and you run two miles, it's really difficult to be super angry, especially, right. especially here in Florida with it, you know, 95 degrees outside uh, and, and, you know, 95% humidity. Um, right. If you go outside and you, you jog a mile or two in, in that, um, that climate, it's really difficult to come back and be really, to have a lot of energy to be real angry. That's right. Um, but, uh, and by contrast, if you're sitting in a bedroom playing video games all day, all that anger and all that energy is just building up over the course of a day. Right. Well, these kids have got, you got to get these kids outside. They have to get outside and burn off some of this energy. Right. And, and, and part of that is knowing your kid, you know, you, you have to know, you know, this is going to be an okay time to take, go to the store, but this is not a good time to take the kid to the store. Um, you, That's right. This is going to be an okay it's okay to talk to him about these expectations, you know, after he's, when he's got, just when he's gotten out of the shower, um, as opposed to, you know, just before dinner, when he's really hungry, you you have to know your child's patterns to know when is a good time to, to have a discussion that you need to have. And when is not a good time to have those discussions. If if mornings are a bad time, don't do it. Um, One of my kids had a tough time at the end of the school day. There was a little period from the time they got home until dinner. Mm -hmm. So you have to know your child's patterns, their rhythms, and you need to avoid the places where there's likely going to be a problem. And and that takes a little bit of planning. You have to be mindful. You have to know your child. Yeah. And the rest of this stuff is stuff we've talked about before. Um, Things like be, you know, be clear about your rules and your consequences. Um, Stay calm, stay under control, um, stay positive. Um, And then, you know, one of the things that one suggestion that one mother gave was to have a code word. When your child starts to ramp up, uh, maybe you're in a restaurant or a store or at a relative's or a friend's house, instead of starting to say, stop doing that or no, you can't, because remember, there are words that trigger these kids. And one of those words is no. Right. And so rather than relying on those words that could trigger the child, you could come up with some neutral term um, that would 
signal the child that she's starting to move in the wrong direction. Okay. And so come up with some, again, you talk about collaborative problem solving. You can sit down with your child and say, Hey, from now on, what word do you want me to use? You know, what, what can, you know, what word can I use um, that will signal to you that you're getting a little bit too active or too loud. Right. Uh, And, and so that word is a neutral term that signals the child, but doesn't um, provoke the child. Absolutely. And just make sure that that word is an appropriate word um, that you can say in public, Um, (laughs) because depending on the mood your child is in at the time, um, they could recommend something that's not quite a good Mm -hmm. word to say. But um, there there is a um, through Attitude magazine there. We have a link in the show notes to um, a self-test. If you think I may have oppositional defiant disorder, you can you can go there and um, check out that uh, self-test. And um, and see, again, you know, as with this, as we've talked about, a lot of it is based upon perspective, your, your perception of the child's behavior, you know, wh- whether it was intentional or not intentional, um, but it can give you an idea. But if you if it comes out positive or you feel as though your child has opposition defiant disorder, talk to a professional and talk to a professional who is, you know, skilled and knowledgeable in child development and parenting and, and all of these things that we're talking about, because, you know, it, it's very easy to go somewhere and get a diagnosis of oppositional defiant disorder. And, and then, you know, it, again, you start getting into that loop of, okay, so what next? Um, right. Again, there's no medication um, treatment is this, these types of parenting things that we're talking about. Um, and so just make sure that you're talking with somebody who is, is aware and, and can help you through some of that. Yeah. And there, there are two other, two or three other things here before we, we close, if I may. Um, one is, the, I want to stress avoiding power struggles. Okay. It, it's going to be tempting for you to lay down the law and say, because I'm the parent, because right. this is my house, because um, we let you live here. Don't, don't get into power struggles. To, right. These things like, because I said so. Um, listen to your child, give your, let your child have a voice it doesn't mean that you have to do it, do what they're asking or demanding, but at least listen to them. At least let them vent and express their opinion and say, I'll, I'll think about what you're saying. I hear you and I will think about it and we can talk about it later. That's one thing. Second, try to spend some non-confrontational time. Uh, Russ Barkley talked about this in one of his books that you have to spend a little bit of time with your child each day. Some people recommend 20 minutes. That may be too much, uh, but even if it's a few minutes, doing something with your child that doesn't require any correcting, that doesn't require any parenting, that doesn't require any teaching, play Uno, go shoot hoops, go kick the soccer ball, do something that's fun, that doesn't require any discipline, right? right. Um, and spend a little bit of positive time, positive attention with your child. It doesn't have to be long. But as long as your child knows that you're there and you do want to enjoy time with them as well. Right. And the last thing is you have to create a behavior plan that addresses each behavior of concern. There isn't an, an approach that will work right. for everything. When you work with a professional, say, this is the behavior that I'm concerned about, or these are the three behaviors. It's likely that each one is going to require a different plan. Right. So there is no overarching approach that you use with these kids. 
You take the behavior of concern and sit down with a professional and your child and develop a plan that will work for that behavior. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to be very, very specific about that. So um, there's much that you can do. Most of it, though, is teaching, not punishing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we will we will always, uh, as always, we'll return to this topic, I'm sure, many times in the future just because there is um, so much to talk about as it relates to it. We will, um, so we'll be back to talk about it more in the future. Um, there are, we'll have the link to many different articles in the show notes for your, um, for your re- reference. Um, so, but let us can know you, if you have questions. Can we, give us, can we do a spoiler alert for next week's podcast? If you want to. You know, one of the things that related to oppositional defined disorder is narcissism. Many, many times parents will say, well, is my, I think my child's a narcissist. I think she's a narcissist. So we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about narcissism in the next couple of weeks. Okay. So we're looking forward to, uh, to talking to you about um, narcissism in children, childhood, children and teen narcissism. So we look forward to talking to you about that. Absolutely. All right. Until then. Because now I know that you're all at the edge of your seat in anticipation. I can't wait to talk about narcissism. Yeah, it'll be fun. So until then, stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid.